It's a fish fry Friday. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Well, there's a couple of places. You can go out to uh, Sloppy Joe's or Smoke on the Water. Sloppy Joe's, a good old-fashioned Wisconsin-style bar. Not a supper club, but a style bar. Good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, you can go to Okachi uh, to Smoke on the Water. Talk about fish. I mean, it's right there. <laughs> you're, you're on a lake. Same thing with Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill and Stoley's Hog Alley. Oh, they got a great fish fry there. Oh, my goodness. If you're looking for one, there's four restaurants right there, a couple of which are right on a lake. And Stoley's is right right there next to uh, Upper Nababit. So good places all around. Can't go wrong. You've got, uh, like I mentioned, three or four of them right there. you got Sloppy Joe's, Smoke on the Water out in Okachi. You've got Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill on Pewaukee Lake, and on Upper Nimbabwe, you've got uh, you've got uh, Stoley's Hog Alley. So great places, all of them. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. So first of all, this is what Aaron Rodgers had to say uh, a while ago uh, about letting good guys go. Uh, a lot of things have transpired. This wasn't uh, you know a draft day uh, thing. You know, uh, this was uh, started with a conversation in February um, that the season ended. And I just expressed, you know, my desire to be uh, more involved in conversations directly affecting my job. Um, also, uh, I wanted to help the organization maybe learn from them some of the mistakes in the past, in my opinion, about the way that some of the uh, outgoing veterans were treated. Um, and just the fact that we didn't retain uh, a number of uh, players that I felt like were core players to our foundation, our locker room, high-character guys. I'm talking about Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, James Jones, um, John Kuhn, Brett Good, TJ Lang, Brian Balaga, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde, guys who were you know, exceptional players for us, but great locker room guys, high character guys. Many of them who weren't offered a contract at all, or were extremely lowballed, or were, you know, maybe in my opinion, not uh, given the respect on the way out that guys of their status and stature and high character deserve. He just named a bunch of guys that got big contracts to go elsewhere. You can't keep them all. I, look, I appreciate the fact that he wants them treated better. That I get. 100% agree. But he talked about every one of those guys got bigger contracts to go elsewhere. And they're lowball because you can't afford to pay everybody. For being the smartest guy in the room, he's one of the dumbest. He wants everybody to get paid. And, oh, by the way, you can't pay everybody if the quarterback's going to take $50 million a year. So is the criticism that is now being heaped upon Aaron Rodgers warranted? Uh, Charlie says, did Rodgers, here we go again. Here we go again. Did Rodgers actually ask for $50 million a year? Charlie, every outlet is reporting he wants to be the highest paid player. $46.5 million per year is just above is is where it's at right now, which means he's got to go higher than $46.5 million a year. 
The, the term 50 million has been thrown out there and it's been sitting as a contract from what I understand for a while now. There's certain things that Rogers wants. So if it's not 50 and it's 47, does it mean a hill of beans? Okay, it's not for clicks. And if you think it is, then you're part of the naive group that just doesn't want to believe anything anybody says because it's all going to come out in the wash. Once the money is put to paper and once the contract is ratified and the Players Association has it, we'll see it. It's not for clicks. The guy wants to be the highest paid player. Let's Okay, let's say it's not 50, Charlie. Let's say it's 47. Does it matter to you? Let's say it's 46. Does it matter? Let's say it's 40. Does it matter? He's already making 15, 17. If it sticks at 46 and a half, he'd be making over 20% of the team's total salary. Does it matter? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Yeah, and and apparently they're they're saying it's a short-term deal. This is what Ian Rappaport just had to say on the Pat McAfee show. What is going on with the Aaron situation? Everybody's just kind of waiting, thinking they could potentially get him or no? Everyone's just waiting for him to announce. I mean, I feel like most of the teams I've spoken with, really most everyone believes he's going back. But it's not like something I could say, you know, sources Rogers expected to be back because he is – he is a different dude, and he is in charge of his own stuff, and uh, he is... He's charming and funny, funny, smart, he also speaks himself, and he keeps stuff to himself, so it's not like he's told people, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going back. From what I can tell, like, there's been negotiations with his agent and the Packers, but he has not said, hey, I'm definitely going back when this deal gets done. Okay. How about that? So they're working and working and working and working and working. And now that last portion of the comment is, and there's no given that he's coming back even if the deal gets done. Uh, Merlin, you're wrong. Don't ever type that again. Every player is looking for a bigger contract. Jordy Nelson was coming to the end of his career, which is the reason he was trying to hold on. Jordy, you could probably say, might have been one of those guys that they could have given him a little bit more money. But again, there was a certain level of comfort that they have, of money they want to keep around, and they're not going to offer big contracts. They're not going to offer millions and millions of dollars. The fact that they paid Randall Cobb $9 million was astounding to me. Was astounding to me. So you tell me, is the is the criticism warranted? Again, I'd love to see him come back. I think he gives the Green Bay Packers the best chance to win. I guess the question then becomes, at what cost? And what is being stated? What is being thought? With all the, and again, you know, goes back to like, you know, last year when everybody had people that, you know, we were all talking to. And Rogers says, well, you know, there was a lot of things that were said. Well, what was said that wasn't true? There, I mean, there's some details maybe that aren't true. But the grand scheme of things, yeah. You didn't want to come back. 
You were pissed off at the team. You wanted them to coddle you and basically say, we'll do what you need us to do. We're going to give you a louder voice. We're going to give you the opportunity to help us make some decisions. And, oh, by the way, along the way, you want to get paid all the money? You want people to hear you, but you're not even sure if you're going to come back. If you, So, in other words, Rodgers, could, they could work out the deal. The money could be there, and he still may not come back if they don't satisfy his needs. So that's where some of the criticism is becoming real. That's where some of the criticism is becoming real. And I think some of it is is justified, and I think some of it is just there are people that just you um, you just I, I think the criticism is he just doesn't get it. This team, for everything he wants, they can't do anything because he wants to you see what I'm saying? There's two different interests here. You want to win, but they don't always go hand in hand with what you're asking personnel wise to do, if that makes sense. Uh, 877-867-1670. So coming up, uh, coming up next, we're going to talk with our buddy, uh, Peter Bukowski, and, uh, he is going to give us a shout. He's at the NFL combine. Mike Clemens down there as well. He's at the combine. So we're going to talk with him a little bit about, Maybe who the Packers might be looking at. Some of the other Badgers, maybe, that uh, could be uh, getting a look. Look-see as well. Always good when you see some of the Badgers starting to get some looks. Um, so he was down there talking some combine. Uh, by the way, uh, Ben, you will be happy to know that they just had up on the screen on the NFL Network the largest to smallest hands. So that must have been your discussion yesterday, Michael Vick being the smallest hand. As a quarterback, and then Joe Burrow just under that at nine inches. When you talk about the wingspan of the hand, oh, I have bigger hands than Kenny Pickett, quarterback coming out of Pittsburgh. We measured yesterday live at noon. So you go from the tip of your pinky to the uh, tip of your thumb, correct? Yes. Uh, and that yeah. audio is live on Bill Michaels' podcast. There you go. You can hear all about uh, hand measurements. I'd have to take a look. I don't even know what, the, what, what size my hands are, to be honest with you. Never had them measured. There you go. All right. Hang in there. Three more hours yet to go on this Fish Fry Friday. We're going to talk a little combine when we come back. Peter Bukowski is going to be here. Got to talk a little bit about Coach K. Coming up, the last home game, Cameron Indoor. Bucks tonight taking on the Bulls. Badgers getting ready for Nebraska. March Madness starting to set in upon us. Hang in there. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. show so happy you're here today nice friday warm gonna be warm over the weekend too batting down the hatches i guess if you're on the uh, western portion of the state you could get some severe weather over the weekend where they are going to uh, have some rain and thunderstorms i think it's gonna be across the state but which we need by the way i don't know how bad the uh, the drought uh, is in the northern counties, but I know down here in southeastern Wisconsin, it is it's it's dangerously bad. They said, so we're I think like eighteen or nineteen inches of snow less than we would normally get. Uh, precipitation has been nil, um, and they said that when at least this is what's being stated is that if we don't start getting more substantial precipitation, 
that when spring gets here and things begin to dry out relatively quick, that it'll dry out so fast that suddenly fire dangers become extremely real. So we'll see what uh, we'll we'll see what happens here. Uh, 877-867-1670, Uh So anyway, glad to have you along on this uh, on this Good Friday. Uh, hopefully, uh, you enjoy your day. Uh, got our buddy Peter Bukowski uh, from the Locked On Packers podcast uh, joining us on the hotline. Peter, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you, Bill? We're doing extremely well. So let's start with, uh, obviously, all the discussion is Aaron Rodgers, but the criticism is becoming much more loud. Uh, one, we all know uh, the report was uh, right around $50 million bucks, highest paid player in the NFL, short-term deal. Uh, is it warranted the criticism that's being heaped upon him if he takes all the money? Well, look, I, I, there's there's two things here. Um, I want everyone to take their money. We I said this when I was on with you a, a week or so ago. Get get all the money that you can while you can. The football player's window to, to make money is extremely small. Um, we need to see what the deal looks like because if it just comes in and all of a sudden it's it's forty fifty million on the salary cap and it doesn't help the Packers do things like uh, retain Devondre Campbell or pay Marquez Valdez Scantling, then I think you start to have real criticisms on how, how can you say it's not, first of all, how can you say it's not about the money and then have it be about the money? But then also you said you don't, you don't want to go through a rebuild. You said you, you wanted to keep this group together and look at your contract as part of the issue. You go back and look at Drew Brees with the New Orleans Saints. He was taking less those last three, four, five years in New Orleans when he was still a top five quarterback. Now the last year in New Orleans, he, he was not great, but he, he had been an extremely productive player, taking a little bit less than, than market value for his services. Tom Brady did it for, you know, a decade in, in New England. Um, and so that, that's part of the criticism. I think, I think the, the fairer criticism to me is, what are we waiting on? All of the reporting right now is that teams think he's coming back. The Packers think he's coming back. And the longer that this takes, the more complicated it gets for the Packers from a salary cap standpoint, even if Rodgers does come back and signs a deal that is reasonable. Now you have to deal with Devontae Adams. You have to deal with these other free agents that they might want to sign, Devontae Campbell, Russell Douglas, et cetera, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. How do you do that in time for the new league year to start? Every day that is lost here is a day that the Packers could be moving toward trying to make this roster better for Aaron Rodgers or whoever the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers is going to be. As we, uh, as we move forward, and I agree with you, it just it seems like it, I was just listening to Ian Rappaport say that they believe the deal is about done, and, you know, but yet Rodgers still could decide not to come back. Uh, you know, there's no given that just because they signed the deal or get the deal done and the details worked out that he wouldn't even want to come back unless there are certain things met, certain personnel met, that he wants around him. I, again, this goes back to I know he wants a voice. I know he wants a say. But in being the smartest guy in the room, you never want to say to a player, you don't go out and get all your money. But to a quarterback that's made $300 million, and now this is about legacy, it's kind of like you want to say, don't go grab all the money. You know what I mean? I, I do, absolutely. And, and I think what, what, what could be the holdup, and this is something that I've been sort of speculating on my, my podcast is, um, what if what Rodgers is asking for the Packers is, hey, let's let's figure out my deal. Let's figure out how to get the, the numbers in 2022 as low as possible so that the 
Devontae Adams can be back, and my guy Randall Cobb can be back. Because it seems like Randall Cobb is not going to be back on the whatever the nine million dollar cap hit that he would that he would be in twenty twenty two. And so that he's saying, look, I'll sign my deal and you get this stuff figured out because I don't I, I, I trust you more than I used to, but I still don't trust you to, to to follow through on all of these things. So I'm not signing and I'm not announcing until you figure out the extensions for Devontae Adams and some sort of small deal for Randall Cox. Uh, you know, maybe that's going on behind the scenes. And, and I can understand why that would not be leaked by either side because, number one, they're trying to get those deals done. But, number two, it, you know, maybe maybe there is this perception that Rodgers is holding the team hostage. But I don't think that's really what, what would be happening in that situation anyway. That could be what's holding up all of this. And maybe it comes through and, and he's getting 46 or 47 or whatever. And it's really fake money because they're able to spread it out with the guarantees and the signing bonuses and all that stuff over four or five years. And it's really just two with void years. Maybe that maybe that is is what's going on but to your point he could make it a lot easier by just saying yeah well let's just do 25 let's just do 28 and then he could then you can really reduce those numbers and, and have a lot of flexibility it doesn't seem like he's going to do that and again I'm, I'm not going to ask him to do that but he could and and so let's let's be honest about what could be happening rather than what is actually going to happen if he wants to be the highest paid player and say this is a two-year, they say short-term, so my assumption is two-year or three-year deal at the most, say he wants to be the highest paid player, then that would mean guaranteed money that would make him the highest paid player. So even if you push it down the road, say over the next two years, eventually it all comes due. You know what I mean? Because that's we're talking guaranteed money, right? Yeah, so the money, the, the Rodgers gets the money. It depends on how you guarantee it. There are a couple of different ways you can do it. The Packers have traditionally done it all in signing bonus. So the money is up front, and then it's all an accounting trick. Then it's all for the numbers nerds to figure out, okay, now now it, let's say you get $80 million over four years. Well, you can spread that cap hit out of that guaranteed $80 million, and now you can do 2020, 2020. You can spread it out that way, and so that's what the that's where the void years come in. So let's say it's it's a fit, uh, two years, hundred million, just for round numbers, and eighty million in guarantees. But then you add three void years to the back end, you can spread that eighty million out over what you'd probably do is four seasons or five seasons, and it would count nothing on the cap at the end. Um, and, and you're able to get that number. You could save probably $15 million off, off what that cap number is right now for Rodgers because some of that is going to be in his base salary, but most of it is going to be in that, um, in that guaranteed money portion. So it's workable. Uh, it just would, it just then, then when Rodgers would, let's say, leave the team in two years, whether he retires or, or whatever, then all of that money, if you push out $60 million into void years or you push out 40 or $50 million into void years, then all of that accelerates. He could be in 2024. If they do a deal like the one I just said, um, then he could accelerate, you know, 40 plus million onto the cap when he retires or is, is dealt. But, but if you're, if you're trading two years of Super Bowl contention with Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, and the cap is going to keep going up, keep going up, keep going up. Maybe, maybe that's worth it. That's that's what I'm saying is, you know, what people don't understand. Yeah, they can push it back and they can make it a million dollars a year and he could have a great team around him. But eventually the money comes due and most likely it's going to come due by the time he leaves. 
which means when Aaron Rodgers is pretty much done, all that void money then comes forward, and all of a sudden you're looking at the last year without Aaron Rodgers and the first year of whomever happens to be under center with already starting out $40 million underwater. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, that, that's the problem with, um, you know, with, with not having certainty about your future at quarterback either. And maybe, maybe the prudent decision is just say, look, this is a Super Bowl contending team now. Let's figure out tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, and as long as the cap, I mean, the reason, the only reason that the Saints got in trouble with all of the restructures and the kicking the can down the road that they did is because of COVID, because the cap inexplicably and unpredictably went down. We expect the cap to go up in 2023 by an enormous number and explode over the next couple of years with this new money coming in from, from uh, TV rights deals and Amazon getting in the mix and all that stuff. So $40 million on a dead cap hit is not going to feel like it would today, but how much help is Jordan Love going to need? Are you going to have to be paying another quarterback? Because in two years now, Jordan Love is either on his, you know, he's, he's going into his fourth year. Then you've got the fifth-year option. If Rodgers plays the next two years, then you have to re-sign Jordan Love. Or you have to go out into the market and pay someone. Or you have to draft someone. All of that has cost. So I don't think you should, you should manage your team now worrying about three years. You know, Andrew Brand always says in three years we could all be fired. Um, and, and so, unfortunately, teams have to ride that line. Um, and, and the Packers have always done it well. Hey, Ted Thompson was always thinking about three years from now. And I think mm-hmm. the criticisms of that is, well, to the detriment of the now. Right. And, and so do you, with a generational player like Aaron Rodgers, just say, you know, uh, screw it and, and let's just try and do this now and, we, and when we suck, we can figure it out? Um, that's that's the, the path that I would choose if I were in charge because if you don't do that, um, you're going to get fired in two years anyway. Uh, then you, you have to, you have to um, make that decision. And then it, there's, there's, there can be no half measures. It can't be, well, we're going to kind of do this and then kind of plan for the future. No, if you're going to go, go. And, and go big and, and explore the trade market and do everything you can to just blow it out for the next two years. And then, and then maybe you're bad for a couple of years, but, but hopefully you won a Super Bowl that gives you enough goodwill to, to move that, that whole regime forward. What do you uh, what do you think happens? Let's get away from the Rodgers discussion, but uh, you've got Devontae coming up. We're uh, only a few days away from the end of the franchise tag period. We've got a guy like uh, Jair waiting on a contract extension. You've got uh, Zedarius that is sitting out there, Devontae Campbell that is sitting out there, Russell Douglas that is sitting out there, all these key contributors. You tell me what do you think happens with some of these guys? So I think Zedarius Smith is is the odds-on favorite to be out. Um, he's all but but said his goodbyes via social media, um, and I think I think an extension with Jair Alexander is is the next big domino. Uh, I, I think that's gonna that's gonna be something that that we see get done here pretty quickly in the next week or two, um, and that that makes all the sense in the world. He's 13 million because he's playing on that option in 2022. Um, that's fully guaranteed. Uh, or, or counts, you know, that, that, that whole amount counts on the cap. They can spread that stuff out and, and redo a deal where he's, you're saving, you know, six or $7 million there for a player that they already want to sign. We talked about this last time I was on. It's great that they have all of these players that they need to extend to save money because all of the players that they need to extend to save money are good. You extend Smith. 
and you feel good about it. You could extend Rashawn Gary and feel really good about it. Um, you've restructured deals for David Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark, and Aaron Jones. All guys, you feel really good about being in your program, being on your team for, you know, for sure for the next couple of years. Um, I, I think that that Jair Domino is a big one. Um, I, I think I think as we move toward uh, free agency and after we saw what we saw at the Combine yesterday, good gracious, all of these guys can absolutely fly. If you're the Packers, I think you probably feel like Mark West Valdez-Scantling on the open market is probably going to get eight, nine, ten per year, and you just can't afford that. Right. And so you could re- you could replace that speed with a Chris Olave, a Christian Watson, um, or, or some of these other burners. I mean, it's the fastest receiver class we've ever seen. Uh, so uh, that is a, a great position for Green Bay to be. And if you have to if you have to lose someone somewhere, you know, I, I think this is a, a good draft class to replace some of that speed. Um, and, and maybe get a, a you know, and actually Chris Olave, I think could be a really nice compliment to Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard, who I think is going to get tendered. So those are, those are the dominoes that I think are, are, are coming here. Um, if I had to, to make a prediction, you know, I think, I think Adams is, is for sure back. Um, they, they let MBS walk as Alan Lazard back, Randall Cobb back, uh, Rogers back. And then you, you figure out something with Preston Smith and Jair Alexander, and that gets you to where you need to be cap wise. Um, it depends on how much more space they can create to sign someone like Devondre Campbell. That's, that's, the, that's the one that I have my eye on. Do they, have they changed their perspective on that position enough to believe he's worth paying real money? That's, that's the big question to me. Here's, uh, here's the main one, and I had this uh, no less than seven times walking to a concert last night and three or four times leaving it last night. One, the number one question is, is Rogers back? Your opinion. Yeah, he's back. Uh, it, it's just a matter of time, I think, and as the, you know, the, the, the details have to be ironed out or, or his, his requests for new deals for Devontae Adams or whatever it is, that, that stuff has to be met, and then it has to be done on his terms. Um, I, I think the Packers are patiently waiting for him to, to announce it, to, to say it, to tell them for sure. It, all of the signs are pointing in that direction right now, but, but we have to see. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it got Friday news dumped, to be honest. Um, just from a standpoint of you do it on Friday if you're on Rodgers, Friday afternoon, all of a sudden there's all this attention, just like at the draft. Remember last year, um, not a Packers event, but a but an NFL event, and all of a sudden this got dropped, and everyone's watching NFL coverage for three days for the draft. Well, everyone's doing that with the combine now too. So all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers' return is going to be the story over the weekend. It'll be all the headlines all weekend on Monday. Now is now would be a great time to do it and it gives you time before that March 8th franchise tag deadline um, for the Packers to get whatever else thing they, they need to get worked out. I think, I think that would be uh, a very Rogers thing to do is to handle it that way. Peter, great stuff, man. We'll talk again real soon. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Peter Bukowski joining us from the uh, locked on Packers podcast. You can find him at Peter underscore Bukowski, Peter underscore Bukowski over on, uh, over on uh, on uh, Twitter, you can find his stuff there. But uh, that's kind of, you know, looking at the team as a whole, you kind of get the sense that they're going to put this whole thing back together. Uh, they're just going to do it by kicking a lot of money down the road and just cross your fingers. They end up with a Super Bowl. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.